Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today, I'm joined by husband and wife team, Omir and Kimberly Ashkenazi. They're based up in Frederick, Maryland, which if you recall, our very first interview episode with Lieutenant Mike Webb and Captain Ryan Kenyon, that's where Mike uh, is located, doing a lot of stuff with the investingfireman.com. So we mentioned Mike's name several times, but today we're going to talk about how this couple is really starting to see the momentum and the fruits of their labor that's taken them four years to get to. And I personally wanted to talk to them. Uh, so let me back up real quick. Kimberly is a member of our real estate investing for the W2 employee Facebook group. She and I have been messaging back and forth several, for several months and kind of picking each other's brain on some stuff and just kind of getting to know each other. And then she made a post about how they've made their journey from zero to 25 transactions or 25 units uh, excuse me, zero to 25 transactions, half of those being buying whole properties uh, over the last four years. And it took them a year and a half before they actually pulled, uh, were able to get their first property under contract. So I wanted to come and talk to them selfish for selfish reasons, because they're in a very similar situation that, that my wife and I are in. We've got two uh, kids uh, currently, we've got a third on the way, uh, but they're both similar ages both striving toward the same, toward the same goals. And what I love how Kimberly phrased this as home location freedom, we're going to get into that. But the main points we are covering today are having your significant other on board, finding and funding deals, having multiple mentors, and the most delicious way to prepare eggs. I'm just kidding about the last one, but we do joke about that toward the end. So without further ado, let's get into it. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Frederick. Uh, there is a Frederick store. Where Mike is, where Mike, um, I think he doesn't live in Frederick County, but where Mike served, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. You know him. And I saw that when I saw that y'all were both in the same part of Maryland. I was like, there must be a lot of going on from a from a REI standpoint in Frederick County, uh, Maryland. So it's Frederick County, right? Not Fredericksburg. Fredericksburg is a different place. There is okay. a Fredericksburg. But um, Frederick County is the largest geographic county in Maryland, and okay. we live in the city of Frederick, which is in the county. Okay. Now, I heard y'all speaking in a different language right before I turned my video on. <laughs> so, oh, that was a secret. Okay. <laughs> well, it's going to be a secret because Ooh. I had no idea. So where are you from originally? I'm Israeli. Okay. Okay. So you've been in the U.S. for how long? We moved here in 2012, so about six years, okay, seven years, and Kim used to live in Israel for four years. Four years, so she knows Hebrew. Nice, very yeah. nice. It's a good secret language. It if is. you're thinking of learning a secret language to just, to talk with your spouse, Hebrew is a good one. I'm I've given up on learning a new language. <laughs> I uh, there's just some because it's one of those things. If I don't practice it, 
enough, I'll forget it. And this with anything, exactly. right? And yeah, and so we tried to do Spanish. We spent uh, how I met my wife. We spent a month in in Costa Rica. It's kind of a oh wow yeah. And and so we came back from that trip thinking, okay, we're going to learn Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's really hard. I mean, we're pretty strict about speaking Hebrew at home because if we don't, I'll forget it. Yeah, and y'all have kids too, right? We do. And okay. They learn it. Yes, I think that's awesome. But, yeah. um, Thank you. Uh, and it definitely helps. Uh, so, Omer, I, I think it's probably special for you to have your kids speaking in Hebrew as well, right? Back yeah, it was very important because I wanted to be able to communicate with my side of the family. Yeah. Also, yeah. which are still back in Israel. Mm-hmm. Nice. My nice. family is still back in Israel. Nice. So, I saw uh, you tag me in something you posted about this is your first, which is amazing because from what I've done my research on, you guys are killing it. Right? <laughs> so, um, I mean, you are, you, you're, you're definitely do, uh, doing a lot. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, working, we're working hard. And yeah. after a while of working hard, you know, now we're seeing the results. Yeah. Like, yeah. It takes a while at to. At the moment, it's true. We're, we've caught some momentum and yeah, that's cool. That's the thing about momentum. It takes a lot to, to get it going, but it doesn't take very much to make it stop. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but so you guys are, I forgot where I was going with that. And this will happen quite frequently throughout the interview. Oh, so I don't, you know, once you guys start doing more of these, which I, I'm sure is going to take off, right? Cause you're on this one, but um, <laughs> I, I gave you a great review and I saw I, since I looked, your number of good reviews has doubled. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Get that. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, uh, I've been on several and there's been a lot that they just, they feed you questions ahead of time. So it's a lot rehearsed. Uh, I don't like that because then I get nervous about, am I going to remember what I want to say Mm. for this answer? So, uh, this is, so I treat mine just like we're sitting in a coffee shop, right? We're having some coffee, just talking about real estate or whatever. Right. Uh, Omer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to make your wife shine. Okay. So um, one of the things that I, <laughs> not that she needs the help, right? <laughs> but <laughs> one of the things that I um, encourage guys to do, I, I get a lot of folks asking me, "Hey, how do I start? You know, what what do I look at?" And, and I, the first question I ask them is, you know, if they're married or have a fiance, mm-hmm. are they on board? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's some that the question is, no, they don't, they don't want to do this. I said, okay, well, number one, you have to get your significant other on board. Right. And Kim, you can make Omer look just as good here too. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that you need it either, buddy, you, you know, handsome looking guy. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, that is one of the things that, um, I press upon those because I know we wouldn't be where we're at if I wasn't on board or if my wife mm-hmm. wasn't on board. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, Omer, here's, here's why I want you to make your wife look good is because I, I don't know how they do this. I think this is something they teach way down deep in girls' school that guys, you know, guys aren't allowed in. But I will be struggling over something, and I'll go and for days, right? And I'll go to my wife, and I'll explain to her in five minutes, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And within two seconds, she gives me the, the most brilliant answer, mm-hmm. right? Or I'll be wanting to design something make a house or property look this way. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to do it this way. 
and it looks 10 times better than what I was thinking. So is that the same with y'all? I mean, how is, how does the, I want to touch on the relationship piece just a little bit before we dive into the numbers of, of what mm-hmm. y'all do. So how do y'all, how do y'all work together? Who's, who's what? <laughs> First of all, like you said, like we are working together. At the end of the day, we are a team and yep. we have the same goal and there is no way we could have done anything without having each other's back. The, yeah. the sleepless nights, the wake up early in the morning, the leave early, like you need to have a support. And I don't think we've ever been in a situation when you are thinking to yourself, well, I did this, so she needs to do this, like in the wrong way. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what we need to do. And, you know, and we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we each have our own complementary oh, strengths. Oh, no doubt. So what mm-hmm. are your strengths? <clears throat> how, do we, how do we? I think we work together. We complement each other. Yeah, very much. Like design, no doubt. She will say how it needs to be done, and it will look amazing. I yeah. cannot. I have no problem putting the kitchen cabinets. I have no problem painting like, <laughs> which colors, how it's going to work together. It's hard for me to see it. Yeah. Only after How long did it take you to figure that out? Because for me, it took a while, and I would yeah. get frustrated and eventually say, "Okay, we'll just do it your way." You know, oh, from the beginning. From the beginning. From the, okay, so you're a lot smarter than I am. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, competitive advantage, like that's not, I'm not there. Like, yeah. There, no. Again, no problem doing the quality work, doing the right thing, no problem. Like how is it going to blend together? But it's um, a very cooperative process. I mm-hmm. mean, we yeah. just, to be honest, when we were finally going to a new level in our business, a new volume of deals and whatnot, um, you know, for the first number of years of our relationship, everything was by consensus. Maybe uh-huh. that it was the same for you or for a lot of things. Like you would just talk things out and you come to an agreement on everything. Mm-hmm. But then in business, it's about making decisions moving forward. It's not yeah. about making the perfect decision that that will not happen yeah. or that will keep you at step one. Yeah. Ever. So you got to yeah. move forward. And mm-hmm. so we had to learn how to just rely on each other for the other person's strengths even mm-hmm. if it doesn't fully make sense or whatever say okay but i that's your thing i trust that's you your department. Uh-huh. Yeah. contracts and budgeting underwriting underwriting that's her department project managing getting leads talking to people that'll be my department that's yours okay progress over perfection right that's that's yeah. the that's the thing yeah because if you wait to do it perfectly You'll never do it. Long time. Yeah, the earn nobody can learn. promise it will be perfect. So. Yeah, and it's okay to fail, right? It's oh, just you earn or learn, absolutely. Earn, earn or learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. I love it. Yeah, you learn the most from your failures, and then yeah. it's okay to fail as long as you learn from it and you take it and just move on. It's just one of those, and that's one of the, another thing. When, when I, I talk to, I wouldn't say mentees, but people who are wanting to get in, they're they're scared, right? They're scared of what if I lose money? Well. There's a, that's a possibility, right? It, it is an investment. What you need to focus on is managing that risk and only taking on the risk that you can consume. Right. And, um, sometimes it still doesn't hit home with them. Like, oh, I just don't want to lose money. I was like, okay, well let's talk about how much money you've lost in the stock market. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well let's, let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys may do stocks. I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, we have money invested as well. A little bit. Yeah. That's her department. So I was like, I don't know. We, we don't do a lot of active investing in that. But you mentioned, you. I heard last night in 
some stuff we were listening to of yours that one of your requirements is reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. Of yep. course, we both read it, changed our lives. Mm -hmm. Also read some other Kiyosaki stuff, but I'm pretty sure that he mentioned um, putting all of your money into just real estate or other businesses and not even doing the market at all, or certainly not doing retirement accounts. Yeah, and. I shut the I shut down our contributions to our retirement accounts for a while, but it made me really nervous. Like because <laughs> I just I don't know. So we still kind of diversify a bit. Yeah, I, you know I have a hard time with the with the contribution accounts too. Um, now I, I will I will match what the company matches. Oh, but that's money. free money. That's free money, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. Hang one second. I got to do something that's really bothering me. Hang on one second. <laughs> I had to turn off that light. It was whitewashing me. I mean, I know I'm pale by comparison to YouTube, but I was like, I am, I look like a ghost right now. But anyway, um, so one of the things I remember seeing about Kim, I think you posted, which you're a member of the uh, real estate investing for the W2 employee Facebook group. I am. That really long wordy Facebook group. That's also your department. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good. See, it's a sharp tool. I see how I see how the relationship works. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 it's incredible. That's awesome. But, but you uh, you posted something about uh, it took you guys four years, uh, or you've been investing for four years, but it took you a year and a half to find your first property. Right. And now you are up to 25 deals. So I want to get into the breakdown of those, those 25 deals. Maybe it's more by now, but what were you guys doing before you bought that first property? Like you said, at some point in time, you guys were both W2 employees, but you're a realtor now. Right. And is that right? Yes. A realtor and have an online business and very active in our business, especially the real estate businesses. His contract, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, for that first year and a half, we got to real estate. He in Israel owning real estate or, you know, developing countries, a way to secure your wealth is to own real estate. Okay. And so in Israel, furthermore, it's so small, very high demand, low supply. So anyone that owns real estate or rental, like that's, that's a key. That's an amazing thing. And for me, I was interested in being wealthy because I think it's efficient. And, you know, you can print money. You can't print time. Right. There is more money. There is not more time, period. So yes. it's the point of, you know, freeing that up. And when anyone that studies wealth, you will run into real estate as a big piece of that pie. I'm not saying that it's, you know, the main thing for everybody. But for us, you know, we also love it. Yes. Um, I agree. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and so for that first year and a half, we were studying, we weren't just studying, but we were listening to lots of podcasts, reading, you mentioned bigger pockets, listening to so much bigger pockets. Yes. When he was working as a contractor hourly, you know, very low wage for, for another contractor. Um, you know, he was listening to podcasts all day long. And, but in, uh, furthermore, we were going out and looking at properties we were making offers, not all the time, because it takes us seven. It would take us seventy-five years to think through everything. Cause you, <laughs> yeah, that's how the yeah. beginning is. Don't know that is don't how know. the beginning is. And but we were doing it, and we were also trying to network with people, 
trying to, cause you know, to get the right professional team, which is always kind of a growing thing and shifting depending on where you are, who knows, yes. but we're trying to figure out, okay, who are people that we can trust and connect with them and form a relationship with them and get, you know, get advice from them. And, you know, so we were making offers while also learning and just taking babies. I don't know. What were we doing that first year and a half? Again, learning a lot, putting offers. Again, I don't know how strong they were just because. We were conservative. Yeah, we were very conservative. <laughs> That's the way to be, right? Hopefully yeah. some of them were embarrassing, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah. I, I don't think we really understood what needs to be. We didn't have enough experience to understand like, okay, that's what we need to do. Yeah. You know, go and get it. If yeah. you actually get it. Yeah. Put an offer is fine. Do you, are you going to put an offer that's actually going to get you the house? I think those are two different things. But that's how. They you, are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how, how we accumulate in that year. And yeah. You don't. I don't. Make the jump. Like, okay. Yeah. You know what? I want this and I'm going to do whatever it is. Like, I'm just going to. And yeah. when we first got a property under contract and made a real offer. Of course, like it, we were so excited and couldn't sleep and like, oh my gosh, are you sure? Are you it sure? was scary. And you know, if we were to visit that property now, if it were available, I'm not sure that we would buy it. It had roaches, among other things. I would have offered $30,000 less. But at the time. <laughs> yeah. And now it's, you know, a well-performed property. Yep. You still have it? Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Okay, so you guys, so you do some flips, but you also do buy and hold, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So how does that mix up those 25 deals? How does that mix up? What's the mix up of that? How many of them are flips or how many of them, how many are buying holds? Our long-term goal is to have a rental portfolio. So yep. we go back to Israel. We're going to have a U.S. income and we're going to be in Israel. Yeah. Okay. And using the flips also as a tool because that will give you the cash. Yeah. And the competitive advantage of me being a contractor. Yes. And her being a realtor, of course. Yeah. yeah. And so for a long time, I also flips. I also like did flips for other flippers as a contractor. Okay. So that helps us a lot too. Do you still but, do that? Uh, we don't have the time right now. Honestly. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make sense, and of course, we don't have the time because now it's it's better for us to flip our own. Correct. Than yeah. Being stuck eight weeks on someone else's flip and make less. Yeah. But, yeah. And. What do you say? Is it about 50-50 with rentals and flips? 70-30? Mm, no, yeah, rentals? I would say more yeah. rentals. More rentals. And then the flips. But flips are a J-O-B. I mean, that's just, there's no question. That's, that's why I don't do them. They're a job. Yeah, a job. which is fine. Like, we enjoy it. It's great. But that is a one-time payment. It's not. Yes. It's, it's a different thing. It's a one-time yeah. payment six months later. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. I'm like, I'm hoping for and for those people who are listening right now and they're like, you know, how, how do, how do they not know their mix up of properties versus flips? I'm telling you, it gets confusing after a while. Uh, for example, uh, my CPA emailed me yesterday and said, Hey, there's two properties on your tax return this year that weren't on your tax return last year. What's the deal with that? And I'm like, uh, I guess I forgot to tell you about them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because I've owned, I've definitely owned them for a few years, you know, and I just now started this prop with this process with, uh, with having a CPA last year was the first time yeah. I've done that. So, yeah. uh, I imagine there's an addendum that's going to have to be <laughs> applied. Oh, for. Amendment, amendment, yeah. uh, and I've got a, I've got a, uh, an empty lot that, uh, came as part of a deal that we're now under contract to sell, but I broke the empty lot off, uh, yeah. separated it. 
And I keep forgetting about that lot. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? So it, it can get, I haven't mastered the whole, how do you keep everything in, in view? Right. Because you yeah. get so many. So it, it is a problem to have. I mean, it's a great problem to have. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so y'all's goal is to go back to Israel. Mm-hmm. Right. So That's Kim, right. how did you end up in Israel to begin with? Right. Cause you're, you're American. Right. And then you, you yeah. moved to Israel for four years. You guys met, fell in love. Yeah. Got married. Oh, we did. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to mention one more thing in our portfolio that we just did a few months ago and we're passive investors. We have 25% ownership in a, a property in Baltimore that someone else is managing. So oh. I, I think of it like a note. It's not technically a note, but it's similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, but anyway, so how did I end up in Israel? Well, I love overseas. I love seeing different cultures and just, it's really interesting to me. Um, and I was living in China in 2007, eight, mm-hmm. just, I lived there for like 10 months, just shy of a year, 10, 11 months. And we met in Thailand on Valentine's day. On the oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there I was finishing up my undergrad degree and I knew I wanted to take a gap year between undergrad and grad school. Yeah. And I didn't know where I wanted to go. And when I met him and his friends, I was like, wow, Israel's cool. And I love economics. I love trade relations, all that. And, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, I just didn't know much about the U.S.-Israel relationship, which there's so much. I mean, just incredible. So amazing. Fascinating. Um, So we met and stayed in touch. We met in February of 2007. Really? Okay. 2008. pretty strong. See, I would have to allow my wife to tell me that stuff. I wouldn't correct no. her. That's pretty strong. <laughs> um, and then I visited him in September of the same year. And then I moved to Israel initially thinking, well, you know, I'll get an internship uh, six months maybe. And if I enjoy it, then I'll figure it out and go from there and figure out, you know, where I'm going to go to grad school. And I was considering a lot of stuff. You know, I wanted it to be a good program for grad school. I wanted it to be somewhere that I could do a lot with the professors. You know, what the, the projects they're doing at a graduate right. level, you know, it can really enhance your own studies. And I didn't want to take on loads and loads of debt. You know, I really want yeah. to go to London School of Economics, but it's just so expensive, so expensive. Anyways, um, so got a fellowship to stay in Israel, and, you know, we were together. Mm-hmm. And then, anyway, our son, who's our oldest child, was born seven years after the day we met on Valentine's Day in 2015. Wow. So that's cute. Yeah, that's an awesome story. <laughs> yeah. But Israel is awesome. If anyone is it thinking is. of visiting it, I mean, it's sunny, it's warm, the food is so high quality, the people are just fun and direct, that's for sure. But it's awesome, <laughs> and good, and there's beaches everywhere, and just... It's all, but it's very, very expensive. Very okay. expensive. This so, is still the land of opportunities, right? Really, the well, US is still the land of opportunities. Think about just the size of the U.S. market, 330 million people, the largest currency block. We're basically a quasi-island. I mean, we have so much going on here. How, what percentage of the U.S. market do you need to be a billionaire? I would guess it's less than 1%. I don't so know. like you're doing. I never even thought about that, which you just threw out a bunch of terms that, that really show your economic background. Is that what your master's was in? No, my master's is in political science. My undergrad okay. is in economics. Okay. Um, I, that's a great question. 
you know, which is kind of like the financial freedom number, right? Is, is how much do you need? How many, how many units do y'all need to, to officially pick up everything and move? <laughs> well, before we knew anything, we thought, well, we just, wanna, we just need like three properties and then we're good. Three? No, 17. Oh, 17 no, 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 no. We start with three. And then we said, right. well, we're going to make $500 on every door. So we need 17. We're going to have $100,000 in passive income. Yeah. And then you think yourself, oh, hold on. I need to pay like income tax. And I yeah. need to pay <laughs> So suddenly it's 34. No, 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 no. That was not the problem. The problem was the 17 doors. <laughs> so, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back this up. Um, the 17 doors was based on netting like $500 a door. Yeah, which is like insane in our area. That's not. Yeah, it's, if you <laughs> so can get that, I want to, I'm coming up. I'm going to spend some time with you guys and, yeah, right. um, and we're going to, we're going to go knock some doors down for sure. I, know, I think we need 50 and we are almost at 20. You so, said 50 or 150? 50, 50. 50. Okay. Well, but it changes all the time. I mean, especially over the last six months and this year, I'm really focused on our lifestyle where mm -hmm. we're succeeding, we're moving forward. But now you, I've heard you mention on some of your other podcasts, kids change the game. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. I am no longer willing to accept a level of stress as their mother to present that version of me to themselves while they're such, you know, so raw in their youth. Yeah. So then they grow up as little stress balls. We don't need that. And we're doing our thing. Like, believe, take action. It'll work out. Yeah. But believe and take action. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're right. The, you know, as you get into, I just released a podcast yesterday. It was um, titled Forever Home and Dream Home or Absolutely Obnoxious because I, I just don't think on that level. My wife, luckily, she doesn't think on that level because as you go through different chapters in your life, it's going to change. And you guys are so cute. You're even sharing water bottles right now. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but you know, as, as you, um, as you progress and as you, you know, I think my wife and I, we've got to stop having kids before we figure out our you financial freedom. Are you, is number four on the way? No, number three is on the way. He or so, she will be here in a few, few weeks. So, um, it's, it, you know, it's just, a, it, I know there's going to be an amazing dynamic shift once it arrives. And, um, we don't know what that looks like yet. <laughs> so um, yeah, let us know. Let yeah. us know. I'm curious. To no, know. tell us the good stuff. Yeah, you all have two. We have two, and, and one of us is perfectly okay with it. <laughs> and one of us maybe wants some more kids. <laughs> all right, which one wants more? <laughs> well, our daughter is now 15, 16 months old. Okay. Which that is like the glory period yes. of, these, of the little babies. They yes. are, oh my gosh. And she is just a joy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a little delirious right now with that. Yeah. So we yeah. got to do it before she turns the corner. <laughs> That's what the podcast is about, right? Okay. Omer's like, well, if we wait till she turns the corner, maybe you'll change her mind. <laughs> Just a little longer. Just a little longer. Just a little longer. Well, yeah. So our daughter just turned two. Our son is four. And before I walked in my office to start this, he told me that um, I look like an old cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't even know what that look. I don't even know what that means. Oh my god! Sitting there making coffee, trying to get get things going. And he goes, "Daddy, you you look like an old cup of coffee." That's so cute. Anyway, That's so sick. your daughter is fifty months. How old is your son? Four. Four. Okay. So we're in the same boat. So yeah. similar. 
very much. That's I why you let us know. Okay. <laughs> Is that a man code thing? <laughs> Just let us know. Okay. <laughs> well, but getting back into like reality and dealing with life phases. So just two days ago, we went and visited a preschool. We visited several preschools. Our son is still at his like private daycare. Yeah. But you know, he, he should go to preschool. And finally we found one that we love. It's just right. And it's going to, if we did full time, like he is now, it would double the cost. Yeah. And if we were to send our daughter there as well, it would increase the monthly co- increase. The increase per month is $800 just for her. So, you know, and whatever, it is what it is. It's just make more money. Everybody freaks out about expenses, about whatever. Go make more money. Yeah. Do your favor. Make you, ever, more. you guys ever thought about homeschooling? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're on the... We're the type of people that will do homeschool. Maybe. I don't know, but let's hear. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <going ahead. laughs> Well, no. So my wife and I have talked about this a little bit, basically because we just love our kids and we love being around our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of our friends who are like, yeah, they're going to school, get them out of the house. Yeah. You know, they're going, but <clears throat> there's just certain things, you know, and that we want to do as long as we start hitting these financial targets that we want the flexibility to, um, to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. And I was talking to, um, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, I was talking to Gino, Gino Barbaro from Jake and Gino, if you guys know him, but he, he homeschools his kids. Uh, or his wife does. And she, and he was talking about how it has provided them the flexibility of, of doing whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it and how it creates such a tight bond within your family that uh, he wouldn't have it any other way. And I asked him, I said, well, how did you guys start down this conversation? Because my wife and I are having this conversation. We really don't know where to go, you know? And he said, well, he goes, um, cause he lived in New York before or might've been New Jersey and it's horrible. I don't know that part of the story, but he lived, he lived somewhere where the private Catholic schools were just really expensive. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, so for us, it was, it was mainly a financial situation mm-hmm. because we just started learning that, you know, once we started doing it, how, you know, our older son can help our younger daughter with her math homework. And that just, you know, creates that family bond even closer. And I, the reason why I'm asking about you guys is because if y'all are thinking about picking up and moving to Israel, how that may change, you know, how, you know, if your kids are used to going to a, you know, seven to four, uh, seven to three or eight to two, whatever it is school. And then you guys pick up and move. I don't know. I was just curious if y'all thought about that. Yes. And who's who's going to be the teacher? <laughs> and, and what language do you teach them in, or both? Uh, well, let's see. So my best friend homeschools. Okay. I really like how with homeschooling you can tailor it to the needs and speed of the child, and you can it's so much more efficient. You can be done with like the study part. Yes. Early and like. I take my kids when I can to forest school. There's a, a free forest school that meets six days a week or maybe even seven in our county. So there's a whole lot. Um, as far as language, we're not even there. There are so many different philosophies. Mm. I mean, there's a lot. There's incredible resources today. Yes. Like there's, so, there's whatever you would want it to be. There are resources to help you do that the best way. They're yeah. really um, – and as far as language – 
I don't know. I know that in Luxembourg, they know four languages because every few years, school changes language. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty so, amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. they learn English, German, Luxembourgish, and... Something else. Know. Something else. A fourth one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so that would be awesome. And as far as, I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, but something like, to think about though. Flexibility and, you know, I'm, so something last night, Omer and I talked a little bit about, okay, is there anything in particular that we want to make sure that we mentioned during this podcast? Cause we think, you know, something that's helped us and said to us or whatever. Yeah. Something that, in the especially recent past for me, six months, maybe 12 months, somewhere six to 12 months, is just in our desire to move forward and reach very ambitious goals that are growing all the time that I'm increasingly knowing and believing that, yeah, of course we can do that. It can be done. We can do it. Yeah. Is being comfortable with not knowing 10 steps forward. Yeah. You know, just barely knowing the next step and taking it. And then yeah. knowing that the one after that will appear, you know, act with integrity. Mm -hmm. Don't be insane. Know kind of what your what your primary values and goals are. And then like it's okay. The next the step beyond that will appear. Just getting used to it moving forward. Yeah. And so on our whole plan, the education piece, you know, school, because of the schedule, because of the rigidness, that's the biggest question. I don't know, maybe we will homeschool. Tell us how it goes. <laughs> you're gonna have a lot to tell us about yep, and so add fine. that to the list that's fine you guys are an awesome couple i i, I think uh if we live closer we'd be we'd be close friends for sure so um where do you live i don't know that i at Pensac pensacola florida oh okay cool yeah we're about 15 minutes from the beach so nice. um, awesome yeah yeah no, you do, you do. <laughs> I, I think we'd like to visit sometime, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just not in the near future. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, one of the things I wanted to make sure we talk about is you guys seem to be finding it, How do you find and fund your deals? Right. Um, so number one, and, and Omar, I understand you are the lead generation guy. So how are you, maybe this is a question for you. Maybe it's not, uh, but how are, <clears throat> how are you guys finding, these deals either to flip or to, to buy and hold? Um, I think right now it's a mix of enough people that knows us and know what we do. Yeah. And, uh, we talk to like everybody that we can, what yeah. we do, what are we looking for? If you know anybody that wants to sell his house, you know, let us know. So we're getting a lot of off market deals. We don't do enough of marketing. Okay. Now it's more relationship. Why do you say that? Because I, I kind of get this picture that you guys are balls to the wall, just busy all the time. <sighs> That's a mindset problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, we don't do enough marketing. We, like, we don't do like active marketing. It's more now that people that knows us and know what we do. Yeah. That's at this precise moment. I mean, yeah. just recent. He was working with in partnership with someone that you know, thousands of dollars a month mailers going out. We've done that in the past. Spent thousands yeah. of dollars buying letters, sending out mailers. Um, you know, but really, what has come to fruition for us? I'd say it's kind of two pieces: just networking, network everything in all areas, real estate and otherwise. Just, just tell people what you do. Mm -hmm. That's it. And and otherwise, learn what they do. And mm -hmm. you never know. You never, never know. know. You never know. Yep. And that's the other piece is that you just never know what is going to provide the most fruit at any given time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, like uh, another investor that's local here that does a whole, 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 whole lot. He said that, you know, for some period of time, he analyzed the whole thesis. How much does he spend, Brian, per month in, in mailers right now? Ten, eight grand, ten grand, eight, eight to 10,000 a month in mailers right wow. now. Um, and he said, you know, for some period of time, he actually did kind of analyze, okay, what is giving me the most leads? And he said it was, it was a wash. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, so you just have to do it all to mm -hmm. all the people. We'll get phone calls from people like, Hey, I know someone that wants to sell his house. And there are also agents that will give us a call and says, Hey, something, you know, there's something you need to look at. Yeah. And so networking is the biggest thing, building those relationships, which is something I try to press on the members of our mastermind group that, um, you know, they have weekly challenges. And one of the challenges this week was post a video on your personal page about how, how much you, uh, or how you're focused on real estate investing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think one of them did it. Oh. And I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. no! But it, it, it's just like a, a snowball. It's like yes. now it will be a time that you know if I need something, for example, like hey, I need some access to money, and so yeah. I'll talk to a few of my friends like, oh, you know, you should call. I don't know, George. Yes. Okay, great. And yeah. I'll call the guy, and he's like, yeah, you know, I know who referred you to me. I already talked to him. I know that you're legit. Yes. So here's the terms that I can give you. Nice. So y'all, you are using private money. Yeah, also. But okay. just because, like, he knows, you know, we got to him through someone that we know. Yeah. It's all we'll, about those relationships. We'll get, we'll get better terms just because of it. Well, but also, you know, maintaining a good reputation. Right? Oh, act just no act with integrity. You know, do, no do what you say you're going to do. Investors got to stay whole, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Period. Regardless of what y'all make on the deal, right? You got to keep your investors yes. happy. But that's, that's how we have always structured it. Um, mm -hmm. Jay, what is his name? On Bigger Pockets, they mentioned him a lot. He wrote the book on flipping. Jay Scott. Jay Scott. So I think <clears throat> they said that he emphasized this: is that your equity partner should function as a bank. Mm -hmm. And so thus far, we have not partnered with any other than the the property in Baltimore that I mentioned, where we're a twenty five percent owner. Right. We never brought on partners where we've shared equity. They have functioned mm -hmm. as a bank. We guaranteed a return. They collateralize. That's it. We've not done division of parcels. Yep. So, and I, I mean, I think at a certain point you do have to just, you know, open the stables and you have to partner. However, mm -hmm. to the extent for, in my mind, if we can get as far as we can without sharing equity, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Completely get, how do you, so how do you convince your private money guys to, to do that? Cause a lot of folks that I talk to, they want the equity as well. Right. Find the right private money. Yeah. Guys. Just keep asking. Right, yeah. It's the right structure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's also just provide a win-win situation for everybody. Yes. Yeah. And your private lender, if you tell them you're getting your check, no matter what. Yeah. And this is your return. Yeah. This is a guaranteed yep. return. If I, messed, yeah. if I messed up and the roof doesn't need to be replaced or we did not make as much mm -hmm. as we need to make. It or if it's a loss. You. Yeah. It doesn't affect you at all. You're getting your money. And the same, that's what we're going to sell to a potential seller. You know, I'm taking all responsibilities. We, we're buying cash as is. Yeah. No home inspection. No nothing. Like, mm -hmm. you can walk out with a check. As much as we agreed on, that's what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And you just need to find the balance of them being happy selling to you, and you need to be happy buying it from them. Mm -hmm. And the same in the relationship with your private money. He needs to be happy to give it to you the money. You need to be happy to take it. Yeah. So what are some of the common terms that y'all, y'all receive on your private money? Cause I've never done private money before. 
but I'm getting to the point where I, th- I think that's probably my next step, you know, mm-hmm. just on average, you don't have to give specific details or names or phone numbers of your private. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, we, Hey everybody, I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there, I've met her. I met her at a conference last year. I uh, wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, the things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, she had a very successful W2 career, but also uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, and by that, I mean her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation, Good Egg, Good Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, and now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy, uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at helmsrei.com slash P-R-E-I-A. All right, let's get back to it. We have been fortunate. I don't know. We've, we've been fortunate that we've stayed kind of picky in how we will structure things. Okay. So we have technically never borrowed hard money because we've never paid interest rates in the double digits. Okay. Um, but some things that are important that I try to emphasize to lenders is that it's short term, that it balloons. I will go, I will try to go to five years. It could be as short as a year, or he talked to someone last week that went to six months, which okay. I'm not interested in that. But you, you know, at the end of this conversation, oh, he was like, okay. I can do nine. I was like, okay, okay now we can talk no. about six and months. The longest. The longest that we ever had private money before getting all the money out was 10 months. So, you know, the point is not to go to that three years or five years, not at all. Um, But so it's short term, um, has the guaranteed interest rate. um, And so something that I did want to mention is for listeners to keep in mind that it's all negotiable, which that would be an interesting post in your group to discuss the major points and kind of the spectrum of negotiation. But what is the payment? Is it interest only? Is it principal and interest? I mean, on a private loan or commercial, it won't include taxes or insurance. But, Mm -hmm. you know, what if it's just interest only? What if it's a deferred payment during the time of the project and Mm -hmm. you just pay it in a bulk when Mm -hmm. when you – balloon the loan or what and what about prepayment penalty we've never done a prepayment penalty because we definitely don't bring that up because we have all intents of prepaying Mm -hmm. um but again extending the term and having the fixed rate for that term and i try to stretch out the amortization as long as possible okay to answer your question with numbers i've heard (laughs) anything from seven percent two points to 15 percent and five points yeah so points is another thing yeah so I, i heard everything in that range Okay. Seven and two, 15 and five, like everything there. 10 and two, 12 and one, 12 and three, 15 and five was definitely the most expensive I heard not long wow. ago. And it was like, man, that's, it's, you know, they call it hard money and, for a reason because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to repay it, right? How to take the money. Not yeah. about repaying it, it's hard to take it. They even yeah. like accept it in that terms. <laughs> but yeah. also, you know, what will they fund? We've been fortunate that the people that we've worked with um, will fund everything, mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, 
However, uh, the purchase and the renovation. Yeah. Uh, nice. yeah. So, but you know, you have to figure out what works for you because, and it's all negotiable. It is all negotiable. Think of it as a blank slate, but as Omar emphasized and what he's so amazing with and why he's so good at talking to people is find the win-win. Get to know that private lender a little bit. What is, what are they really interested in receiving and whatnot? So, and so then focus on, on long-term amortization as much as possible. Focus on long-term balloon, right? But with going with the idea of you're going to prepay it back as soon as you can. What, and so what does that look like? So, so you've, you guys have held month, private money only for 10 months max. Does that mean you go to the bank afterwards and take out a loan to pay them back for everything? Well, depends. I mean, if it's a buy and hold, then yeah, we're doing cash out refi. And okay. so during that period that we have the private money, um, like Kiyosaki talks about this, it's obviously a very big topic in all real estate groups is, you know, we buy it at, let's say 200,000 and that covers the purchase price, closing costs and repairs, hopefully. Um, and then after we, you know, we'll improve the tenants, make some physical repairs to the property. What and we're able to do that cost effectively because he is a contractor and he has a strong network of subs and whatnot. Um, and then a few months later, we'll go to the bank and refi it, which obviously they're going to have a loan to value. They will, they won't fund 100%. Right. But once they, part of our skill set is getting things under market. Yeah. Off market, getting things, so at least somewhat under market. And then also we could force equity into it. So by the time we go to refi, we're getting 100% of our money out. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, oh my gosh, with all this stuff we're saying, I just feel like I need to keep that wood handy and knock, 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 knock. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not superstitious, are you? I don't, well, you know. Um, no, you guys force your own luck, right? And I, I kind of feel like you guys are just getting after it, that things are making it. I mean, it's happening, right? You've, had, you've been building this momentum for four years. It's not going to fall off the, the face of the earth, right? And, uh, well, you know, just acting with integrity, yeah. having good relationships and... So one thing I wrote down that I wanted to mention is knowing what your business model is. Yes. You know, I mean, real estate is real estate, but like for us, so wait, to actually finish the last topic of if it's a buy and hold, it's a cash out refi. And then the private money goes back. If it's a flip, then we sell it. Okay. And the private money is paid off and we have a profit. Gotcha. Um, but as far as knowing your business model, so we live in Frederick. Most of our rentals, with the exception of two, are in Washington County, which is a neighboring county. I think that's where Mike lives, his partner, Bill. Their whole MDWV, whatever, it's more out that way, where the cash flow is much better because it's more depressed. Um, <clears throat> and, oh my gosh, where was it? Oh, okay, know your business model. So what we have always been focused on is cash flow. Yes. So I'm not saying we are not even close to the $500 a door net. However, we have a minimum. Our minimum is $200 a door after debt service, after all expenses, after reserves, after everything, $200 a door, period. Nice. And we know that that is, you know, that'll put us into some properties that are less pretty, but versus sure. like in Frederick County, um, our neighbor has been in real estate, especially in Frederick County for over 36 years. He owns a brokerage and in Frederick, um, he said the rule of thumb is for the first five years of a rental, you lose money until you, I mean, that's just how it goes. Not people, making money. You don't make money. And so, cause here people are betting on appreciation, mm, I gotcha. which, you know, it's just a different, we're yeah. not there. That's not what makes sense for us. Me either. 
Yeah. 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 I don't, to me, that's another gamble, right? I mean, that's more of a, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm focused on cash flow. Mm-hmm. It's not $200 a door. Uh, it's, it's more like a hundred. 500? <laughs> Let me know if you have some $500 uh, rentals. You know, the, well, <laughs> the most, the most that I've ever received is, is three fifty, but I paid for that property in cash. So my cash on cash return was really low. Yeah. You know, so, um, well, and that cash on cash return, there are so many different types of return you can look at. Yeah. That's what is the most meaningful. I mean, there's IRR, but cash on cash return. Yeah. So I, I try to balance a 15% cash on cash return and with a hundred dollars of cash flow after all the expenses you mentioned. Um, and that's worked out pretty well for us. So yeah. Far. Let me jump back to the financing. We also have a very close relationship. Like we, our goal was also to create a relationship with a local bank. Local. local portfolio lender. Portfolio lender. Just because they are more flexible. And you, yeah. know, you know who you interact with. Like, you know, we can, we're dealing with the people at the top of the bank. And once you're becoming more, once you're doing more deals, they will be more flexible or the terms they can give you. Yeah. So after building the relationship, we have a few lines of credit, which is very nice to have. Lines of credit, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very nice to have. That that helps also with the funding of real estate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any aspect. Of, and I think, too, it's important when you know um, you guys took that first year and a half analyzing to figure out, okay, what are we going to do, right, mm-hmm. um, before you bought your first property. I think that's we're making offers. We were trying, but yeah, no, I think it's smart because I think it also shows that you guys were sticking to your investing criteria. Thank goodness for him. Yeah. (laughs) So, because if you don't, um, I mean, anytime I've gone outside of my, our investing criteria is when I've lost money. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's, there was a, I love telling this story because there's a, there's a fourplex not far from here. Mm -hmm. Guy was asking, uh, I'm just going to throw out random numbers because I don't really remember, but it was 150. Put it through my calculator, said offer price should be 70. So I called the guy and I said, Hey, uh, I ran the numbers. Here's my offer. And he had a few four letter words that he responded to me and told me, me and my calculator could go take a hike. Well, <laughs> this was. Word. Yeah. So, <laughs> so two years later, he still has that fourplex for sale at that same price. And I almost wanted to call him up and say, Hey man, my offer still stands, but yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to let him. And then a letter. Yeah. <laughs> no, really getting something in writing, make it like yeah. a yellow letter, have yeah. your child write it. I think I've just talked to him a couple of times. He just, he comes across as being very stubborn. He's not in a hurry. And so it may, it may happen, but it's going to be a while for him. But uh, the important thing is to stick with your investing criteria. And if you don't know them, you got to establish them. Right. Which is an exercise because they're not all the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. I also think it's very important to have a mentor. Yes. Because, yeah, because you need to have someone that you can bounce ideas, ask questions. Sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yep. And it's important to be someone that you want to become. It's someone yeah. that has shared, they share the same core values as you are. Yes. But it's not. Yeah. It's not someone that you want to have what he have. It's more than you know. 
I have, I know people that have, I don't know, hundred rentals. I don't want to become, I don't want to be them. I don't know if we share the same values, but you know, a mentor is someone that. I, I think though, what is, can be really valuable from a mentor is yes. I think it's someone that acts with integrity again. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Don't I think I'm going to label this up or title this episode act with integrity. <laughs> well, I, I mean, really, because a lot of it needs to be heard over and over and over again for some people, because yes. you get, to, I was talking with somebody yesterday um, and that we were talking about how, I don't know, we got on the, we got on the topic of being greedy and how you can quickly become greedy mm -hmm. through this whole process. And, um, you guys okay over there? <laughs> no, no, I thought I heard our children coming. And so I was like, all right, we should no, just be is that like a tornado. Is that like a tornado about to come? <laughs> I was going to mention it seems pretty quiet there. My wife took our kids out. So that yes, seems, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Acting with, yes. But act with integrity is something that people don't, I don't think they hear enough. Right. And it's always good to have that reminder. So I, I'm definitely going to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I think I'm going to title the episode act with integrity. Anyway, well, there are people that you, every listener, you, me, that they are monetarily successful, that they are very busy, that, you know, from certain perspectives, they look very successful. However, if you know that they're doing stuff that's, you know, not really in the best interest or I don't know, that's just not, yeah. you know. You know what I mean? It's just not, yeah. not right there. Just take a step back. There are other people. Mm -hmm. Yes. There are other yes. People. And I believe it. What we do, like our rentals, we're providing safe and nice housing to people. Like, yeah, that's our tool, but I want to, I want to sleep well at night. I care yeah. about the people that are moving yeah. into our places. I care about the units that we have. And I'm telling everybody like, yeah, I want you to feel comfortable in here. And if you don't, let me know. Yeah. And yeah. It's not just the bottom line. You're providing something. You're providing service. You're providing housing. You, even the houses that we flip, I care about. Like I'm thinking to myself, what do the new new owner wants? You know, would want would like to have in this house? Yeah, yeah. it needs to be, you know, in our budget. But mm -hmm. we're providing housing. We, mm -hmm. you know, we we do something for the community. We're taking ugly houses and make it nice, or we're taking rental units and make it like nice housing for other people. Yep. What I wanted to say about mentor though also is that it can be helpful to establish a relationship with someone that is successful in a certain area of their life that like me as a mentee or whomever would love to learn more about like a mentor that I am close to, you know, he's a little, the thing is he's very, very smart. So he is a little abrasive or whatnot, but he's so quantitative. And like when I was considering whether or not to get my realtor's license, I was like, there are so many realtors and really should I add this? <laughs> and he said, well, but it's another tool in the toolbox that, you yeah. know, another thing you can leverage to make money to. And it has absolutely functioned in that way. Mm -hmm. And you know, them giving those little nuggets, they can shorten your timeline so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, not that it's the best fit for everybody, but older people love to share their experience. And so sit, invite them to lunch, always pay for it yes. and ask them questions. Yes. I think you just call me old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say on the mentor thing uh, too, don't have just one, have yeah. multiple, you know, find, you know, people talk about, or people often say, find a mentor, find a mentor, find mentors. I think is important yes. because you're going to get different perspectives but ultimately, you know, and if there's ever a disagreement on, 
uh, an action you should take, then, then it's up to you to make that decision, right? Or find another opinion that's going to push you down the path that you think you need to go. But, you know, I've talked to several people, you know, the Friday podcast is me mentoring other folks. And that's why I think you call me old, but it's because I love to, I love telling my stories and talking to, talking to these guys and, and, Telling them, hey, here's what I did. Here's what I learned from it. Or here's what was successful. Well, but that's awesome. Not all young people are willing to open the kimono that way. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess for the most part or completely, they should be. And older people, they know enough. Like, they're willing to do more. But the fact that you are, it's incredible. Yeah. Amazing integrity. (laughs) (laughs) Act with amazing integrity. That's a new title. (laughs) I love it. Uh, you guys are fun. You guys are awesome. Um, which, so you I, do, do what now? <laughs> Will you homeschool our kids? Yeah. You guys willing to move to Florida? <laughs> Zoom is excellent. Zoom. It is. Okay. Yeah, all good. Can you do, cause can you virtually homeschool your, your children? If the kids will pay attention. Yeah, um, that would be difficult. I don't know. That'd be difficult. I'm sure you'll figure it out. Yeah, try it and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hearing a lot of that. I like it. I like it. So speaking of your kids, do y'all introduce them, even at their young ages, do y'all introduce them to that, uh, you you know, what y'all do for a living to try to get get them to have the real estate bug or just generational wealth bug? Do y'all? Aitan knows we have a few houses. That's our okay. Aitan, yeah, Royals, he knows that we have a few <laughs> houses because he asked me why I go in the morning. I was like, well, I'm going to this flip. Oh, okay. Or, you know, I'm going to this rental. That's okay. Yeah. But I really, you know, when he will get older, I'll try to teach him. We'll try to teach him as much as possible. He will see what we do, but even a different mindset of like, yeah, you don't have to have a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that can be done. Like I would like to teach him everything that mm-hmm. I know. Multiple and income streams. Yep. And I wish yes. that I would have known, I don't know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Don't we all, right? What he, can make, he can make his decision, but I would like to give him all the tools that we have. Yeah. And then make a decision, be happy, but at least, you know, that's another, that's more, mm-hmm. it's another thing that you need to know. There is more than just nine to five. Did, did y'all's parents pressure you to get that nine to five? good job so kim shaking her head yes homer saying no so my parents did mm-hmm. and did i say your name wrong i did didn't yeah, i oh, okay <laughs> so i i'm super concerned about that but anyway um so my parents did you know and i was talking to when i was talking to gino i said look i said you know the things that we try to teach our kids now are similar to what our parents try to teach us like but we're a different generation do you ever think that having multiple strains of income or having rental properties is not going to be the way for your kids to make the most money, you know, become the most wealthy, even if that's what they're into. And if so, how do you adjust those, right? Adjust those um, beliefs that made you wealthy and is helping make me and my wife wealthy. But how do you, you know, it's way far down the road thinking, but 20, 30 years from now, if things change, how are you going to be willing to accept that your kids don't want to do what mommy and daddy did. 
You know, well, you it's, the question. What yeah. do you mean? What if it's not the same versus how are you going to accept it? So that's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. So because I feel like I've I've let my father down because he was a fireman as well. So um, mm-hmm. that's why I love talking to Mike on the first episode. Yeah. And um, uh, was that your first episode? Oh, yeah, this my dad's it's very, yeah, his very oh. first one, very first interview. Oh. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I like him very much. Yeah, He's a- and um. Also on there was um, Captain uh, Ron Kenyon, who's, uh-huh. yeah. Yep. And uh, so firemen hold a special place in my heart, but I think if there's anything I've ever let my dad down is that I did not follow in his footsteps because he retired Lieutenant Commander after 30 years of service. And I just, I can't do it. I'm not, yeah. it's not me. So, um, but anyway, it was I, just, go ahead. With the tools we're going to give him, like he will know how to run a business. He will know how to analyze opportunities and, you know, understand stuff like cash flow and passive income. And then I don't know if I want him to go, you know, and have a bunch of rentals, but I, I, right. I think with, with the tools he's going to have, he's going to just have like more tools in his tool belt. He yeah. will find what will make him happy and what works for him. Not everybody likes real estate and not everybody thinks that's the best way, but he will at least have, more of a broad vision of what I can do and what I can use to mm-hmm. just be happy. And that's, yeah. that's the number one thing that I want for my family. I want to be happy with whatever you choose. But yes. I think I want to give them the tools yeah. to have more options. And that's what I think, you know, when you were saying, what if in the future real estate or, you know, the tactics aren't appropriate anymore? What I hope that we can teach it you know, to the best that we can, right, as parents. Um, what I hope we can share with him is not, you know, the what is part of it, but much more so the how. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just taking yeah. a step back and saying, okay, is this the best way? Is this the best for me? Yeah. So, because who knows? Maybe it'll just be them shifting around Bitcoins. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it'll be but multiple revenue streams and doing what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. Real estate isn't the best for everybody. Yeah. But it's lateral, you know, it has a physical good behind it, which, you know, is that extra boost in the tax treatment, of course. But just having the thought process to think about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then go wherever. Um, and not accept not being happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be stuck in a job that you don't like or investing vehicle that you don't like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like your emphasis, W2 capitalists, people that like their job, but want other streams of income. If they're happy, don't quit your job. If you yeah, love it, if it's fulfilling. If it is awesome for you, keep it up. That's wonderful. So absolutely. You know. Thank you for that plug too. <laughs> I, I put a list. <laughs> uh, so how do you guys reward yourself? You know, and one of the things that my wife and I, we try to do is, is every time we bring on a rental property, we'll take a small percentage of that cash flow and we'll put it into a fun fund and the rest of it still goes back into, you know, saving for our next mm-hmm. down payment or whatnot. How do you, what do you guys do no matter how big or how small or do you do anything? Well, so going back to the last like six to 12 months, we've been really, I mean, 2017 to 2018 was not great. 
Um, we moved a few days later, had a baby. I was in and out of the hospital with all this stuff. And it was just, it was tough. And immediately prior to that, we were working so hard. So I had a very stressful corporate job. He was working on some very tough flips. Yeah, everything worked out because we kept our nose to the grindstone, but it was it was horrible. It was not a life to continue living. Right. Um, and thankfully so, it was a short season, right? Because we decided to make changes yes. because we made decisions. What yeah. did you do for your, your corporate job? What were you? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know you quit, but what was it? Oh, what was it? It mm-hmm. was, um, low income housing development. Okay. So we're always looking for synergy. You know, me being a realtor, him being a licensed contractor and having that network. And so as far as the job, I wanted something where I could bring something to the table because I care so much about that mission and I love real estate. But furthermore, I'm going to be learning from it. The complexity of those deals is unreal. Unreal. The underwriting is just stupid. Um, It's it's government, right? It's the government is what you're talking about. Yes, there is a government subsidy by way yeah. of tax credits that then the developer that wins those tax credits resells them on a private market and that's how they get money for their projects yeah exactly okay. you just blew yeah. my mind but okay well, it's just, <laughs> yeah it's very interesting um uh, to be honest it's the most successful version of a public private relationship that exists so okay. people can research low income housing tax credit if they're curious but it's it's kind of fascinating how it works and it's also you know, kind of frustrating, but yes. anyway. Um, and so now for me, and I think for us, we just focus on enjoying the being present mm-hmm. and enjoying the day to day. And mm-hmm. like in the last several years, as I've been more into personal development and all that stuff, you know, each year has had a theme. Like 2017 was the year of no. 2018 was like the lost year. I don't it even know. It was the lost year. It was lost. It was lost. Well, you guys had a baby, right? That I'm telling you, that's that's a big curveball. House we were renovating. Yes, and yeah. there was some hospital stuff. And yeah. also, I had you talking about changes. You quit. I had four employees, which I decided to go like a different route. And instead of doing a lot like in house, we have a great relationship with subcontractors. Yes. So that yes. freed me up a lot. Mm-hmm. But 2019 is our year of traveling. And our year of buying. Well, it's it's about doing more, but also <laughs> traveling. Like we, just as he's mentioned, we see ourselves as spending more and more time overseas. And I believe in Israel in particular. And I believe very strongly that with technology today, with real estate, location freedom is a real thing. Maybe not 100%, but you can be, for the most part, if you set it up right, you can have location freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Th- we're kind of, you know, to push yourself in that direction, sometimes you have to like jump into it. So we've scheduled a bunch of trips where for big chunks of the year, we're not going to be here sort of forcing ourselves like, okay, we got to keep stuff going though. So Mm -hmm. we're going to go have a great time and we're going to keep stuff going and just, but you know, also keeping things in perspective and having fun. That's what it is. 2019 is travel and fun. So do fun. fun. I like it. We're uh we're gonna have a third baby, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna love it, and you're gonna tell us all about it. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> gonna be like, oh, homeschool, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Text me like, oh man, 
it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it might be, you know. It's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. It is gonna call me Omer. Gonna say, Omer, we're outnumbered. Why didn't we outnumbered? So, so with y'all, uh, I, I take it your your families don't live close, right? Mine lives like fifteen minutes away. Okay, so about fifteen hours. Flight. Yeah, <laughs> fifteen hour flight. So our uh, our closest family is like six hours away. So oh, yeah, it's talking about being challenged. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you want your day to day to look like, it can. Yeah, you can yeah. Make it you can make whatever you want to do. You can make it happen if you're willing to work hard. You can make it happen. I believe that. I definitely believe that. We're coming up on time. And one of the things I didn't ask for you guys uh, is a way to contact you. Do you do you want to put something out there for that or, or no? Yes. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so the best for me is Facebook right now. Okay. Facebook, uh, Kimberly Ashkenazi. I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. It absolutely will be. I'll, I'll yeah. spell it correctly. I'll, I'll link to your profile. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, add me as a friend, send me a message in Messenger. We love sharing what our experiences are. Yeah. And, and you're uh you're a bit of a foodie, right? Yeah. Is that is that proper for me to say that? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I think especially after the beginning of 2018 when I was, you know, in and out of the hospital, I've never dealt with health challenges. Yeah. You know, and so having to deal with those things, it was a new emotional journey ride for me. And I mean, I've always been relatively healthy, but now I have a renewed interest in yeah. health and food and health. Um, do you have Have you ever read anything by MJ DeMarco? Mm-mm. He writes a lot for entrepreneurs in general. He's really okay. awesome. But him and others, they'll say, you know, if you're lost and you want to get entrepreneurial and you need to take that first step, pay attention to your health. You have yeah. got to have your health. Yeah. And if you have your health, you have hope. And if you have hope, you have anything. And food is really is a huge component of that. And it, it's funny you say that because I just took a uh, food sensitivity test. Because oh, yeah. Have you ever had either one of you ever had to do one of those? Uh, a good friend of mine is just going through her stuff. Yeah. So because I started having acid reflux like Big time, and I think this is weird for me even say that. So <laughs> for a couple of years, but I took this food sensitivity test, and it just verified what I thought was happening. And now I'm changing my diet, which is yeah. pretty. I'm like you; I've never had to deal with uh, health issues yeah. or, or, or food health issues really. Um, but now that I'm doing that, and I've changed it, I've been about on it for about a month or so. I feel tremendously different, and in a good way, you know. Uh, and, and, and it was one of those things where I, I thought, okay, well, when I eat pizza for supper, I am up all night Oof. and I'm like this, so I can't do that anymore. Then there was something else. And I was like, I'm allergic to bread, you know, which it wasn't bread, but it's, it's a lot of wheat and stuff like that. But, and it's not allergic. It's just, it's a, uh, uh, want to make sure that's clear. So food sensitivity is not allergy. It is mm-hmm. how your digestive system processes different foods. Mm-hmm. And, um, some of, some of the ones that I'm sensitive to were off the scale. Right. And they're wow. like, ah, you gotta, you gotta stop doing that. Wow. So, um, but to the healthy piece, I completely agree. Right. Is you've got to, you've got to focus on your health and 
that's one of the ways. And I'm also trying to pick up the people who uh, I took the test with as a, as a sponsor for the show. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. so for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. On those lines. No, with all of us. Okay. Well, sorry, we have to take a picture for the story for Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've been tagging you in my story. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. Yep. Helms, Thank you. everybody. That's it. At Helms, so what is the most delicious way to prepare eggs? I saw this. I saw <laughs> you post that. That was like such a killer post. People it was. It was. Well, what's well, your opinion? Uh, it's got to be scrambled with uh, mozzarella and cheddar, uh, sharp cheddar cheese on top. Very good. What, what's your opinion? I don't know if I saw that post. Well, it doesn't matter. What's your favorite way to... Oh, I just like omelet with some cheese. That's omelet? All. Okay. I don't know. Teach is on. But yeah, it was, it was a popular one. It was, a- it was super popular. And so, you know, that's what I'm saying also about um, taking advantage of tools Yes. You know, I mean, I almost closed my Facebook five so years ago, but now it's one of the sharpest tools for real estate, no matter what a person is doing, just meet the people, tell your story. Social media is is such a powerful tool and it's so misunderstood, you know, and there's, especially by employers, I'm having that conversation here pretty frequently. I'm like, look guys, I'm having these conversations anyway, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. There's something there that they don't get. And there's yeah. that misnomer of your, 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 uh, you're goofing off on social media all day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I'm not. I'm it's just telling it. It's, it's just, a tool. My goodness. And it's amazing that we don't in our W2 job, uh, in my current W2 job, I say current because I'm probably transitioning here in a couple of weeks to an, a new one. It's a better opportunity, more money, all that okay. stuff. So, um, the, the one that I'm potentially going to, they actually encourage that behavior. Yeah. The one I'm at, they're like, no, can't you do that. This with people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's exactly. And this is just a tool to make, to show people that social media is a tool that just shows people you are real. Right. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I think the folks who get that, um, get it and they're going to be extremely successful at it. Well, and that's the value of like the social, the Facebook lives. And once you create a piece of social media content, it, people respond to things that I did weeks ago for a few months, but you know, I'm sure the same thing happens to you. It does. Mm -hmm. Like we met, um, actually a seller, a property we have under contract. Omer knows her. I had never met her. And then we met and she's like, Oh, I know you. I watch your lives. <laughs> you, no, she said, I know uh, you. Not okay. even I feel like. Yeah. It is. It's amazing. It is amazing. Cause you never know who's watching because they don't always respond or comment, but there are opportunities where they'll come up to you and say, Hey, I know you, you're the guy. I was like, you're a man's wife. That's how people recognize you. It's <laughs> funny. Well, guys, all right. So we'll wrap up because th- we're we're over an hour, and yeah. uh, it was fun. I Wait, want, I want to look at my list. What are go you going to list. say? I just want to say that everybody that is starting, you have a competitive advantage. You know, there's something that you're good at. There's something that you like. There's something that you know will drive you. Use it. You know, yes. not everybody's good at everything, but play on your competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Yes. There is a reason why I'm not doing any any underwriting. 
because I'm not <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'll talk to people, which I like. Yeah. You know, I'll try to close a deal, which I like. I'll yeah. try to find a win-win situation because I think I have, you know, I'm, I like to think about the other side that want to sell me a property or do something. Yeah. Play on your competitive advantage. Yes. yes. And outsource what you can if, if yeah. your significant other is not, doesn't fit that role either. Right. So Kim, yeah. luckily for you, you fill a lot of Omar's gaps. Luckily for me. And, uh, luckily for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Well, l- what I want to say just yeah. to wrap up is like we've said, mention it, tell everyone what you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. not saying dump it on them immediately, but mention it just so they know you never know when it would be a value. Um, and belief have that strong in real estate and whatever you're doing, envision what you want your day to day to look like. Believe in it. Yes, you can do it. Get close to those people that are succeeding in what you are interested in. Get yes. Close. If it's virtually, if it's through books, but get in the fire, get it because yes. stuff day to day that you might, it's the way they're thinking so that you can begin to think like them. And then one last thing that I heard recently that, um, I've been just thinking about every single day that I think is just so powerful is being in the mindset of business as normal, regardless of what is happening. Business is normal. Business is normal, you know, and just deal with it and move on. Just deal with it and move on. That's interesting. I got to write that down. (laughs) Business is normal. I've been saying a lot lately. Uh huh. (laughs) Our mentor, our guy that we're, close with and now you know friends with he is just he's done so much and he is so chill and i remember years ago when we were all worked up about something and he was like i don't really get worried (laughs) it's amazing and just move forward to you know take the action step you will learn by going through the process business is normal i love it so people can link up with you, Kim, on your Facebook page. That's oh my. You can go into my Facebook page also, Omar yeah. Ashkenazi. We okay. have an AKO construction. We ha- yep, we have a Facebook group of the construction company that we do flips and rentals there. You can see pictures before, after AKO construction. Facebook page. Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Which basically it's Ashkenazi, Kim, and Omar. Just because <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like that's, you know, we're the base. And we could yeah. think of it. <laughs> hey it's fine at least you <laughs> and it starts with the night that's supposed to be good right i don't know is it because then you're higher on the list like on the list uh, i got you on the I phone book when you're getting every day to call yeah, people right so we want to be at the a okay all right so there there is a method to the madness there that's awesome no <laughs> You guys are awesome. I've enjoyed talking to you. I hope we get to do it again very soon. Okay. Yeah, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Jay. We really appreciate it. And you. I'll uh, I'll let you know when uh, we start homeschooling how that goes. And yeah. Expect, but before then, I'll let you know how number three yeah. uh, authors. Are. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting, and I'll let you know how our. <laughs> 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 really appreciate yeah. it. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for sharing all of your Absolutely. Hey, you guys are awesome. I really enjoyed talking to you. I really hopefully that uh this relationship continues to go forward and, and you guys can yeah. educate me on some stuff and I can tell well, you about homeschool well, and <laughs> but yeah. number three. You know, you're fostering an awesome community of people helping each other and being yep. in the right mindset. So yeah. That's really Thank cool. Thank you. 
Anything, Anything you can do to in help. In real estate, I feel like there is no secrets. You know, everybody's is is oh, I feel that everybody that I interact with never told me, Oh yeah, I don't want to tell you about this because you know, yeah. I want to keep it to myself. Nobody ever. Everybody's willing to help. Which and, is awesome. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. And, and and it's such a different um I guess there are people out there that do that, but I haven't run into them yet. Or if I did, I didn't spend a whole lot of time around them. You know what I mean? Uh, which is a transition from certain aspects of my w, my current W2 job, you know, which is, it's amazing how we're supposed to be a team and we're supposed to be pushing each other to do better and help the company. But in the real estate investing world, that exists almost everywhere, you know? So, um, but yeah, you're right. More than one person, I remember when we had a lot of questions at the beginning, like they was like, yeah, of course, I'll help you. I want you to be successful. And you believe it. Like they really do want you to be successful. Maybe yeah. you know, in a month or two, I'll bring them a deal because I don't know, like I got a deal. I don't know what to do with it. And they will help me to land it. You know, yeah. they'll get something out of it, which I'm happy to. Yeah. But yeah. you yeah. want you to be successful. Yes, There'll absolutely. Abundance. Guys, thank you very, very much. And I will uh, I'll talk to you soon, okay? Yeah, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. See y'all.